0: Go! Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. I am Joe Spiegel, and sitting across from me is the the Star Wars aficionado slash uh, fanboy ultra extraordinaire. Yes, I am Mike Sutherland. All right, all right, and of course, uh, this uh, this time we are going to be talking about Star Wars: The Last Jedi and uh, our uh, biased yet non-biased opinions of it. I guess it's always going to be biased no matter what, right? Yep. No matter what we do. It's our own personal bias, but you know it. But it's a more open minded bias, not a judgmental fuck you bias like a lot of other people out there, which we're definitely going to get into. So take when
1: it I found away.
0: You, I saw raw, raw, untamed
2: power. given to us raw. Um, and beyond that. Truly
1: special. Something inside me has always been there. But now it's awake and I need help. lost strength only once before it didn't scare me enough then it does now let the past die you kill it if you have to that's
2: the only way to become what you were meant to be
1: all
2: this. Man, that buzzing is annoying, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> so the last Jedi.
0: Yes. All right. Um, look, man, we both knew this movie was going to be good. Uh, I think that the the biggest problem though is that it's not as good as it should have been.
2: Explain yourself.
0: This movie has epic moments to it and they they pay off really well, but the the biggest problem with this movie is that it has subplots that that are very weak. They're weakly written and pretty much executed just to keep certain characters relevant in this trilogy. Like, uh, for example, Poe Dameron with the whole, uh, you know, fighting, you know, it's like, okay, he's supposed to become this leader, right? Cause that's what they're, they're forming him to be. And so he's got to be the one that keeps making the dumb decisions on his path to becoming a leader. So his dumb decision is he's going to argue with, with, uh, upper management <laughs> and about, you know, uh, about the, uh, Oh, God damn it. You know, the the evacuation procedures and shit, you know, yeah. and, and just, you know, so he's going to... First, he's, you know, arguing with, you know, Prince or General General Organa, right? He's arguing with her first, and then all of a sudden, now he's arguing with, with Laura Dern's purple hair, and...
2: Admiral Holdo.
0: Yeah, and it's just, I don't know, it... it I guess it's not that bad with the Poe Dammer thing because it, it wasn't super super long but it still took away from other stuff and the other big thing though for, most of all is the Finn stuff when Finn is is all, everything about it was like Finn It would this movie would have been better if Finn had just been in a coma for like the entire movie and then he wakes up at the end you know like, like this would be the Carbonite fucking film for him or something and you know because them trying to keep his character relevant was it was, it, I don't know. It, I understand that they 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 made a purpose for him, but it's still it it didn't matter. It didn't matter at all. It just it took away from what the the focus more should have been on this movie, which is Luke Skywalker, him being the last Jedi, and and you know his his fall into tragedy, pretty much. You know because he's he 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 no matter what he does, his character ends up being a tragic character because there's no. You know, even though he finds peace, there's no, there's still not that happy ending for him. If you know what I mean, because he still had to give his life to save people, so he didn't get to go off and you know live happily ever after. You know that wasn't for him. He had to, he had to go. And I think that you know if the film wasn't trying to placate everybody,
2: why are you trying to do this whole non spoilery thing? You're dancing around the whole thing. Just fucking say it. Just well, say, I thought they pretty much did. Yeah, but you sound like you're dancing around it.
0: Well, no, no is it's the death of Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Look, if you haven't seen the fucking movie, then
2: no, I'm, yeah. I'm not talking to you. But you seem to be dancing around the whole thing without really getting into the meat of it.
0: No, no. I, well, I don't. I don't need to talk too much about Star Wars. Star Wars is your baby more than mine, and I, <laughs> I, you're gonna have your thing that you're gonna need to say, and. That, I don't know. That's just I'm fine with it. So, but yeah. Anyway, what works, what does not work about the movie, like I said, is that the, all these characters, they you know, especially Poe and and Finn, to keep them relevant, they have weak subplots for them, and it takes away from the important, the the bigger importance. Which I know it's difficult thing to, to to hear me say because I understand you know that Finn and, and and poe are going to be part of this new generation but it's still it it just takes away it takes away from the the most important parts of this movie that that that's pretty much what it is you know that whole casino sequence you know where they're fucking riding on these horses and shit it, it was it just yeah it just felt like it that felt like it was taken from the weakest moments of uh of the prequel trilogy in a way with all those horses and shit running around why it, does that take away I just told you why. It takes away from the tragedy of Luke Skywalker.
2: The horses? All of it. Why do the horses take away from the tragedy of that? Doesn't I'm, make I'm giving
0: any sense. you. I'm giving you an example. Okay, they go to the casino planet, and now they're riding fucking horses that are, and they're just terrorizing through shit to to escape. It, it just, it 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 was exhibition. That's pretty much what it was. It felt like fucking exhibition. It, you know, I mean, it, it should have gone more back to Ray and fucking and Kylo Ren. And, and, you know, some Leia, some, uh, definitely some more Luke. And and instead, it, it does this shit. That's what I got a problem with. That's Things like that is what keeps this movie from being the next Empire Strikes Back. This movie, to me, instead of it being four-star like, like Empire would be, Empire is, or close enough to being, is this movie is a three-star. Beca- and it's held back by those weaker subplots. And and weaker weak weaker use characters, all right. But that aside, visually this movie is fucking fascinating because of how much detail is in every single thing, every explosion, every every rock, every every nook, every cranny. It there's so much detail to every single thing in this movie. The musical score is awesome. Okay, which you even pointed out some shit I didn't even notice was was that. Uh, they you know they took little jumbles of of scores from every film that was done previously, right you know i mean I already heard like the 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 race theme that was in here you know from from force awakens, but I know i'm talking about you were talking about like phantom Menace and everything so uh, but then also all the epic moments that happened such as you know. The, the twist with Luke Skywalker, you know, the fact that he's, you know, he's just using the force from all the way across the galaxy and you know, tricking everybody pretty much, you know, just doing the he's got a hologram moment from total recall, you know, pretty much, right? Sure. And then uh you know, Luke and I mean, the, you know, the 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 battle against Snoke. Holy shit. That I mean that that's really fucking good. It was, you know, because this movie could have kept going in all those same safe, predictable fucking directions that that we that we're used to, and instead it changed it up, you know, it, you know, makes Snoke look like he was gonna, you know, he was gonna be the Palpatine of this whole trilogy. Then he's fucking killed halfway through the this, this this second film, you know. That that's that's a great idea, you know. Change it up, you know. Also, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people expected Carrie Fisher's character to die in this movie, and guess what? She didn't fucking die, you know, because when that when that when that uh. When their command center got fucking attacked and she got sucked out into space I was like dude that was kind of weak you know like they fucking killed her that's kind of fucking weak how they did it and then no it wasn't it wasn't that way at all so that that's I like I like the change up okay you know what I mean i I, I like the fact that luke luke's character never left the island and I think that that's very poignant it, it's he went there to die and no matter what he never left that fucking island sure he he forced left it you know to, to help out but he still never left that fucking island man and that I think that was that was a strong moment for his character you know for the like I said I'll say it again the tragedy of, of Luke Skywalker you know that's how he goes out he never left the fucking island you know that makes it when, so when he shows up at the end of the movie it makes all that stuff even more um, important because of it. it, it just, you know, it, it, it fucking works. Because you know that he's going to fucking die. You know, it, it it's kind of obvious in the title, in a way. It sounds kind of final, like a finality to it. So, you know, that's
2: it. That's what I got. All right. <laughs> that's what I got. Here's my issue with the movie. Here's my issue with the new series so far. Yeah. And it's going to go back right to Star Wars... Episode 4, 5, and 6. And those movies are highly personal movies. Yeah. 48 minutes into Star Wars, we finally get to space. Yeah. So if you were to draw a line and then put a square at the end of this line on the right-hand side, the square representing the big battle, at the beginning of the line you would put intro droids, intro, well, technically intro Leia, uh, Vader, then Luke, then Obi-Wan, then Han. And that's how, that's how this story moves. You intro these characters. And then they jettison off of, of off Tatooine, head to Alderaan, no longer there, and they get sucked into the Death Star. That's no moon. <coughs> For Empire, you kind of do the same thing. You put a square like at the beginning of the movie, the beginning of this line that represents the battle but you know it's technically it's like 20 30 minutes into the movie yeah where you re you intro luke you intro han you intro the droids you intro leia right uh-huh and and, and I'm I know that that's not exactly how it was it, intro han intro luke I'm sorry intro luke intro han intro leia then the droids and chewie or I'm sorry uh han chewie leia droids what I'm trying to get at is and and then vader so you still you still have those intros, right? Yeah. You still have all of these people that are the main point of the story. The droids the droids are your storyteller. They're the ones that are you're seeing the movie through the eyes of the yeah, droids. Yeah, they're the witnesses pretty much. Han is your guide. So in the first movie, Han is the one that takes them from point B or point A to point B and point C right which is Yavin <laughs> so he's he's the taxi uh-huh. as it were and this whole movie is is a personal journey for Luke and Han and Leia and for Vader too but we'll get into that in a minute and then as the second movie comes and the third movie comes it becomes a more personal story Empire Strikes Back the the group splits up so you have Luke and Art Two going to Dagobah. You have Han, Leia, Chewie, and Three PO heading off to points. No, who knows where they're trying to get to the re, you know the rebellion outside of space. They're trying to get to the ships outside of space, <laughs> but they're being chased by the Empire because Han, because Vader wants wants Luke and he thinks he's on the Millennium Falcon which he's not. And once he realizes that. Luke is not on that ship; he sets a trap. It's really easy, and that's where they end up on bespin so it goes from a massive battle to a personal battle yeah Vader versus luke and then in in three it's it's pretty much the same thing it's a It's a personal battle Vader versus Luke, but <clears throat> and you have the emperor saying, and this is going to be- important when I get to the last Jedi, which is. Vader telling Luke, strike me down with all your hatred and your journey towards the dark side will be complete. Yeah. Okay. The one thing that we didn't get to is the prequels, because the prequels are also important to the new series. Now, in the book, Revenge of the Sith, there's a throwaway line that was never used in the movie. And that throwaway line is, one mask is as good as another. Now, I may be paraphrasing. It's, I don't think that's exactly what Palpatine says, but it's close. Mm-hmm. One mask is as good as another. When he uses the Force Lightning on Mace Windu and changes from Palpatine to Darth Sidious, he says that line after Mace Windu jumps out a window. Yeah. All right. So, And the reason why I'm bringing up the original trilogy the 4, 5, and 6 is because it's it's important to bring up that original trilogy to move forward into this whole next series. When Star Wars Episode 7 comes along, we're introduced to Snoke and we're introduced to Kylo Ren and all this other stuff. The problem with the movie in movies in and of themselves is the spectacle. It seems like they're more interested in the big spectacle than in these small stories. The stories about Rey and her journey. Yeah. And Kylo and his journey, and and Kylo and and their their meaning, their their um, place in the universe. Yeah, right. So Kylo is being f- trained, if you want to. He's he's Snoke's apprentice, if you really want to say that. And and then you have General Hux, who is this, for lack of a better term, he's just this weird temperamental sniveling it. yeah yeah he's he's a fucking snake
0: oh yeah he you know <laughs> he, he seems like he seems like a a twice as annoying version of those guys from the first uh, star wars from the a new hope you know you know
2: <laughs> yeah uh taggy or whoever he is the guy your sad you know.
0: devotion to that old religion you know those yeah. fucking guys you know yeah
2: exactly that's exactly who it is
0: the most destructive power in the universe yes and then vader's
2: <laughs> like chunk yeah you know i've had enough of your shit yeah, and then and, and, which... and then tarkin saying you know enough of this bickering yeah right release well, it. it's one of my favorite favorite moments in star wars where he's like your sad devotion to that ancient religion yeah. <laughs> you know he's fucking choking <laughs> and vader's just like i find your lack of faith disturbing. and and usually like when vader's doing that his breathing starts to go faster yeah right if you notice like in that one his breathing was just like nice and mellow like I, i'm just enjoying the shit out of this because (laughs) this guy's a dick and then fucking target goes enough of that bickering vader release him and he's like as you wish and just to show that guy the power right the power of this ancient religion that this guy doesn't believe in right and so moving moving that forward you you have this this new order which we know nothing about and we had discussed this earlier or yes yeah we discussed this earlier today which is when Star, if if these new movies, if this was like if no fucking Star Wars ever existed until now, these two movies were the first ones. People would be like, "Oh my god, yeah, this is fucking amazing!" Right? Yeah. And they are fun movies. They're 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 great fun, but there's they're missing that key ingredient. And here's the key ingredient: the relationship between R two and three P O. The relationship between Luke and Han, this bickering, this fighting, this name calling, all of this stuff is missing. This, this back and forth between, you know, and it's not just that. It's it's fighting between Han and Leia. It's fighting between Han and Chewie. It's you know, you know. Yeah. I'm not interested in your opinions, 3PO. You know. Yeah. And you know, I'm sorry, I don't have time for anything else. Right. You know.
0: And you know what? And you notice, like, with this movie. Is that what works more is when these classic characters are talking, like when she says the 3PO, she goes, get that look off your face.
2: Right. You know? or But or, it doesn't, but it's just a throwaway line. It's, there's, you know, like I, th- the reason why I like Oscar Isaac's character is because that his, the way that he delivers his line yeah. is just like in the, in the original trilogy, you know? Hi, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm talking to, I need to talk to General Hux. Yeah. You know, it's an emergency. Blah blah blah. I'm waiting, and that's something that Han would say. Yeah. You know, you know, and, and and then you have then you have everything else. You you have, and I understand that they're trying to move forward from the the original trilogy, and that's important, and there's a transition, but you're still missing. The dynamic between R two and three PO. The dynamic between Leia and Han. The dynamic between Luke and Han. The dynamic between Luke and Leia, right? Yeah. And the dynamic between Luke and R two. You're missing these dynamics. These these great moments where people talk about, you know, why this is my favorite part, or why this is my favorite my favorite part of Star Wars: A New Hope. Yeah. Why this is my favorite part of. You know, Jedi or or Empire or any of that stuff. You don't have the water cooler talk where people say, "Why this is my favorite part of The Force Awakens?" I'll tell you my favorite part of The Force Awakens when Han and Ray are in the in the Falcon and he and he's warming up the engine. Yeah, right. And he says, and she goes, and he says, "Prepare for lightspeed." And she looks at him and says, "You're going to go to lightspeed inside a fucking hangar." <laughs> Have you ever done that before? He's like, you know, and, and he's like, you know, you can't do that. He's like, I never think about that until after I've done it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that scene is is fun. That scene is great because it's well, it's Han, but still, you it's that reminiscence of the old. Yeah, you know, in this one, you don't have you don't have that that playback you don't like you don't have a 3PO droid you know who is this weird effeminate kind of um cautious or overly cautious it's felix dude yeah you you don't have that you don't have that he he's the group's conscience yeah you know he's that that naysayer that doubter that one guy or that one thought in your head that says maybe we shouldn't do this where everybody else is like, let's just go full tilt boogie, yeah. you know, full throttle, right? Just like Beggars Canyon back home, <laughs> and that's what's missing from this movie. That's what's missing from both of these movies, and, I, and I've said enough about what's missing. Why this movie works? Well, this movie works because Ryan Johnson stuck it in the script. Kill the past. Yeah. Right. Yep. Well, really. It's it's you have to let go of the past, kill it if necessary, yeah, so that you can find your own way, and and that was his theme, and somebody must have told that to him, because this movie is ripe with a whole lot of if you know, a whole lot of moving forward and letting the past go, so that you can become what you were meant to be. Or, you know, like Benicio Del Toro's character DJ who basically says, you know, you either, you, you either sell out or you continue to live the life of nothing. Yeah, pretty much. Be yeah. nothing or be someone. Choose, but you've got to choose. <laughs> and if you want to be rich and famous, you want to have this money, you want... Not necessarily famous, but if you want to have this money, you want to have this life, you've got to do what you need to do, you know, to get where you need to be. So, when the movie starts and you have you have this great opening sequence and it's and it's completely it's completely Revenge of the Sith. It starts off with the camera swirling down into this small fleet. Instead of a large fleet, it's now a small fleet. Yeah. And and it ends up on the grounds of the Resistance world and then you have Carrie Fisher's daughter Billy look up and she had a lot of lines in this movie. It was really good. It was cool. And you hear this boom sound and it's fucking star destroyer showing up and they're trying to get off planet before their, their base is blown up. And that starts the movie. And then it's basically the chase scene. It's basically the millennium Falcon being chased through space. Yeah. That's really all it is. And then you have Ray on act two who is fighting her own battle with Luke. <laughs> and Luke doesn't want to do this. It's time for the Jedi to die and you know, and that's why he went to Two. is he he um I can't remember the name. Um what is the name? What is the thing that allows you to Don't fall asleep. I'm not. Well you're breathing really heavy. There is there is a thing it's in one of the comics and it, and it allows, allows allows Jedis to drop their connection to the force. And I can't remember the name of it, but um, that's what Luke did. So um, Luke turned off his connection to the force. And the and he did that because he didn't want anybody finding him. Yeah. And from there, uh, from there, he was trying to live a life of a hermit. So I mean, he scuttled his own ship. In fact, he was using one of the pieces as a door. And from from all of that, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Just... Stand up if you have to. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> When you have when when you when you have a movie like this that tries to take from all of the sources and put it together, you're going to have some missed opportunities. And one of them, and the missed opportunities are with Finn and Poe and and Kylo and everything else, because it seems like they're just it seems like there's a little bit of a character problem. Meaning, there's too many characters are trying to get too many characters and they're trying to do they're trying to make the present as relevant as the past so they're trying to make this a a a, an empire strikes back but the problem with this with that whole thing is is (coughs) ray's connection with these characters is flimsy at best she bare she barely knows finn she doesn't know poe at all she has no connection to Leia. She likes Han, so she has a connection with Han because she she was with him for a little bit of time, and Chewie, and that's it. Like uh, unlike with Luke, where when when we meet Luke in, in in Star Wars in A New Hope, and then it goes to Empire Strikes Back, five years have passed. Yeah, they've been together for five years. So when Luke goes to Dagobah and he sees he has this vision of what's going to happen and City in the clouds. He immediately, I mean, he has this connection with them. Yeah. So that's part of the problem. You don't have these connections. You don't have these characters building up this relationship over time. Yeah. You know, even though, I mean, this stuff basically happens within, let's just say it takes like a month. Yeah. All right. This stuff happens like episode one where she lands on Octu and then trains. Yeah. And then, like, there's like three days, but let's just let's just call it a month, okay? Let's say that this happens over a month time, including travel. So she goes to Octu and a month is going on, and they're trying to get to Kate or uh, uh, Crate, you know, to this to this rebel base, and everything that's happening in between this, including going to Canto Bite, is just a short amount of time. Yeah. So that's that's the failure of this movie. Is you haven't given these characters enough time to relate to each other, to get to know each other and become friends and get this, 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 um, mis- I'm, I'm, I have a lack of words right kinship. now. Kinship? Yeah, this connection, this yeah. kinship, you know, together so that if something were to happen and Ray has a vision or Finn has a vision, let's say that Finn's even force sensitive. We I think Poe is force for sensitive too where Poe has this vision right and he drops everything to go help his friends at the cost of this and this yeah you know that was the power of Empire Strikes Back Luke left his training <coughs> to immediately go and help his friends and <coughs> Yoda warned him
0: and he lost uh, a hand for it
2: yeah and Yoda uh, yeah you know only a fully trained Jedi with the force on his side <laughs> <coughs> can defeat Vader and his emperor, yeah, and I say that on purpose, and then <clears throat> now we have Kylo, who is being trained by Snoke, who nobody knows who Snoke is, so as the movie' is going along, and Snoke says the words Vader, and it sounds very it sounds suspiciously, yeah okay, blah, blah, blah. that's suspiciously. like. <clears throat> Like Palpatine's caught when he found Vader found Vader's name in the force. Yeah. And and he anoints Anakin Skywalker as Darth Vader. They sound suspiciously alike. And and Snoke keeps referring to Vader. He refers to all the stuff that's going on. Like he's had a personal relationship with this guy. Yeah. (laughs) Which leads me to believe that Snoke is Palpatine. Being rebuilt by the Force, he survives the Death Star. You know, he was thrown down a shaft. He's a fucking Force user, yeah, right. So he could have he, he could have survived. You know, just like Vader survived on uh, on um, Mustafar through his hate, right? And so so fucking Palpatine escapes. Let's just say this is just a this is just a wild theory, and he is able to get to where he needs to go to rebuild the First Order, to rebuild his body, and to find the kin of of Skywalker. So he fucking hates Luke Skywalker. Yes. And, I mean, seriously, he fucking hates Luke Skywalker. And he wants to destroy that guy. Yeah. There is no reason for some guy, some random bad guy, to want to hate a Jedi Master who killed the Emperor when... That random bad guy had no connection to the Emperor, unless he were Palpatine. He has no reason to fucking hate Luke Skywalker. Yeah, he has no because we had we don't know anything about his past. So let's just build a past for him. He, Did does every- Snoke,
0: does Snoke even mention the Sith being a part of the Sith? No. So I mean, he could just be a,
2: another Force wielder, right? But what would be his reason to fucking hate Luke Skywalker? Well, I know what you're leading into. That's what my point is, is that nobody, nobody on on this planet, at least, that I know, that I know personally, that hates somebody, hates somebody just because. Yeah. Oh, I don't like you because I don't like the way your hair is. I fucking hate you. I'm going to have to kill you because of your hair. <laughs> or you have a good attitude or you have a bad attitude. You know, it's always something like, that fucking dude, he, he, do you know what this motherfucker did to me? Fuck that guy, you know? Yeah. That guy tried to kill me type of thing. (laughs) So I fucking hate him with all my heart. Yeah. That's how Snoke is. I hate that guy with all my heart because Luke did something to that person. And the only thing that really makes any sense is the fact that Luke killed Vader. Luke blew up two Death Stars and he was just a fucking general pain in the ass to the entire Imperial fleet. Don't fucking fall asleep. I will throw this at you. (laughs) And for lack of a better term, Snoke or Palpatine or whoever it is really Snoke for now is also trying to move forward. He doesn't want this. It's still the, the, the master apprentice deal. Yeah. He still lives in the past, right? So when all of this happens, when Kylo and brings Ray in and Kylo kneels before Snoke, just like Vader kneels before fucking the emperor, the emperor, and, and Snoke uses lightning, you know, mm-hmm. o- although he was supposed to be a force vampire. That's why he had that big machine. Fuck. All these rumors. It's <laughs> just so stupid. Although the fucking force vampire thing would have been cool. And he, he uses the force and he sucks all the force energy out of Luke. And that's how he rebuilds himself. But no, and, and that whole scene in, in the original throne room in Return of the Jedi where he says, strike me down with all your hate. And your journey towards the dark side will be complete. And that's exactly what Kylo Ren does. Luke didn't do it. Yeah. Decides to live in the past. Kylo Ren kills Snoke to move forward, to get rid of that whole apprentice emperor thing, right? Or master. The master apprentice deal. And then Ray leaves because Kylo won't let go of the past. He won't let go of the fact that he's trying to be better than his grandfather or his grandfather. Yeah. So... And and that's that's fine. And then you have the final battle in crate. And what's and, and then you have all this music that's going on. And every music touches on all the eras. So you have music that touches from from the prequel eras to the uh, the 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 trilogy eras to the new trilogy. And what's awesome is is when we're watching it. So you see Chewie flying through all the crystals, this crystal trench, and then you start hearing, you you start hearing fucking. The the imperial it's not imperial march but it's the first imperial march when really what it was from is from Jedi when they're flying through the Death Star the yeah. trench in the Death Star and then they blow up the, the the second Death Star so they touched on that and they touched on the war drum thing from the beginning of of uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith and they touched on all of this stuff and what's amazing to me is <laughs> Ryan Johnson. With his even with the issues that are present, because I haven't even got to uh, Canto Bite or DJ, (laughs) has really made a powerful film. Yeah, and I like this film. I don't think it's as good as as Empire. Um, In fact, it's far from. I think there's, I mean, there's too many problems that could have been solved by simply taking some scenes out and extending some other scenes. And making it a more personal film. Yeah. Rewriting that whole fucking thing is, you know, I'm not going to do, but let's just say that you, you have just two different lines. You have the the, the Ray line, and then you have the Poe, Finn, and BB 8 line or whatever, right? You know, and then you go from there. Yeah. <laughs> My biggest problem with it, as well as yours, is the Canto Bite thing. Um, it was a throwaway. Then it wasn't needed at all. Yeah. Um, then we meet we meet Benicio del Toro's character DJ, who I think needed to have more time in the movie. Um, you, you know, it was almost equivalent to the Lando Calrissian stuff. But Lando fucking makes an impact, and it would have been better if if you have a character that knows who this person is, who meets DJ, and then DJ flips on him. Yeah. Right. And you, it doesn't have to be a best friend. It's just somebody you know. Like you could have known him from fucking military school or some bullshit or whatever. But you know that this guy exists. And you know where he's at. Yeah. For whatever. Because there's Star Wars Facebook or whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know that he's you know he, he makes a living on Canto bite because, hey, you know, uh, there's a lot of rich people there. And he's good at fleecing rich people, right? So... That's that. That was my problem with the whole DJ thing. It was just too convenient to the plot. But the really cool thing about the Canto Bite stuff, though, the the police guys were all carrying Episode Five or Boba Fett's gun from Episode Five. Huh. Uh. That's what's fucking cool about it. So, if you look at that gun right there, those are the Canto Bite guns. Huh. Uh, I don't know exactly what type of uh, blaster gun it is, but. It's that one right there.
0: Dude, I really thought that uh, Lando <laughs> was going to show up in this one.
2: Uh, no, they specifically said that Lando wasn't going to show up. By the way, uh, Boba Fett's gun in Episode 5 is um, uh, a completely retooled... This is a uh, a grenade launcher. That's what that is. I swear to God, if you fall asleep, I'm going to throw this fucking ball at you.
0: <laughs> Dude,
2: continue, man. So that's, that's, that's what the cool thing about the Canto Bite guys, is uh, Canto Bite police. So when when you see when you see these guys running around anyways well they don't have it big enough when when you're watching so that's that's a nice little throwback to uh uh the empire strikes back um for the whole movie i wasn't really sure i, I wasn't really sure about when, when we when we first going into it how it was going to play out yeah but i think that overall this movie works really well it's one of those movies that I'll be good at hell. Ha. Huh.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. That makes sense. It, I mean, it's a fucking, it's a callback to a a Temple
2: Temple of Doom. Justin Thoreau's character. We just, we, we fucking, okay, so we're, we're scrolling through pictures, and there's a whole lot of shit going on in, in the whole. Now, if they would have broken into, uh, into the song and had that big, great big escape where they jump out the window, that would have been even cooler <laughs> but Harrison Ford's character in Anything it, goes. Yeah in, in 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 Temple of Doom is wearing this this white jacket with a flower on the lapel and in the movie in 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 the Last Jedi the guy that they're looking for this, this code cracker is very it, it think of him more like a like James Bond meets James meets uh uh what's his name Kingsman no, classic actor, Cary Grant. Yeah, James Bond meets Cary Grant, mm-hmm. but he's he's got the same fucking jacket with the the flower on his lapel, uh, just like J- Indiana Jones in um in the Temple of Doom. That's fucking cool. We just stumbled across that little that little spoiler thing, but the whole Canto Bite thing was was a huge waste of time. If they had done a more like an Indiana Jones style Temple of Doom b- opening where they jump out the window to to escape and and then you have that whole that whole chase sequence in the street. I think it would have been better than than the whole rose thing where she's bitching and moaning about, you know, the haves and the have-nots type of thing. There we go. You're falling asleep. That's right.
0: Okay, oh, so uh, breathing too loud or Because what?
2: you keep falling asleep. You felt, you you, you like literally went right into the micment. <sighs> <laughs>
0: Not for lack of enthusiasm, I swear to God, that's not it.
2: So um, that's the only sequence that I feel doesn't work. The um, after that, I, I it could have been extended. It could have been better. It could have been. It should have just been done differently. I it felt forced that they had to get Canto Bite just because it's it's Bespin like. Um, if you look at the way that Canto Bite is set up, it's very it's set up very similar. It's own, it looks like it's owned by the Huts. So it has all those these cool this palace type thing, see? How they're rounded. It's very huties like. Or else
0: Pizzas gonna send out for
2: you. Pizzas? Pizza the Hut. Yeah. That's um so anyways, that, that I feel was a huge failure on 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 ryan johnson's part is doing this whole haves versus have-nots and feeling pity for the little horsey things and etc 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 i mean i thought it was cool about the kids and whatnot but you know I, again it's let's see how are you doing <laughs> but for the most part it was it was a fun and exciting sequence yeah. again uh, it should have been done better <laughs>
0: yeah that's I mean I have you know similar complaints you know it's it, the movie it's like look we're supposed to let go of the past so that we can move on with this next generation but the problem is, is that the past is still these past characters are more influential and, 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 and better pretty much than, than what we're being given you know like when, with The Force Awakens I, I gave it I gave it leeway with the new characters you know like you have to get adjusted to them right just like like with anything else but now we're already through the second film of this trilogy, and uh, I don't have I don't have a connection with Poe really. I don't have a connection with Finn, um, and then Ray, dude. You know, look when we saw the first movie, Force Awakens, I was really on Ray's side. But now, by the time we get to the end of this movie, if Kylo kinda wins, I don't I don't care. <laughs> Does that make sense? Uh uh-huh. So. I mean, you know, Kylo, you know, Kylo Ren ends up, you know, fully turning to the dark side and, and just killing everybody. I, you know, there's part of me that almost wants that to happen, you know, like that that would be the right direction to go, you know. So, yeah, there is a lack of ability to make these new this new generation of characters um, to make them stand out as well, you know, in our hearts like the original trilogy. Right.
2: Yeah. So well, it, it's it's as simple as this. Star Destroyer chases small ship. Small ship gets swallowed up into Star Destroyer and fucking the welding torch comes out and blows open the door to the hatch. And Stormtroopers come in and start fucking firing at everybody. People are dying and the droids are trying to escape. Yeah. And as soon as that as soon as that massive f- entrance that massive fucking fight sequence starts, who comes in through the door? Darth fucking Vader. Yeah. So when you have that type of entrance, and then you go from that to to Star Wars: The Force Awakens, mm. and and in the, the beginning of that, it doesn't hold a candle. And that's the issue. You're not these. You're not making. You're not giving us a connection. You're not giving us anything to work with you know you're just throwing stuff out there so that we'll be excited and then you're giving us a, I'm sorry you're giving us a small connection and that small connection is is the original trilogy guys yep but you're not introducing us to these new guys and giving us any time to care about them it's just like one it's like one smash sequence leads to the next instead of building it up instead of fucking sticking with ray you know over time you know, that's what they did with the first one, but I'm talking about like in the second episode, giving sticking with these characters over time and giving them time. That's the big problem with this whole thing is that it's just like it feels like smash cuts throughout the entire throughout the entire series to give us, you know, to because they don't know any better. They haven't. They they just don't. They it feels like they don't know any better. Yeah. It feels like that they don't know what they're just throwing shit against the wall, saying, "Okay, well this is gonna be close enough. Let's do it." You know, it, but they're not George Lucas, and that's acceptable. But again...
0: Not Steven Spielberg either.
2: They're not George Lucas. And that's the difference between... That's the massive difference between these movies and then the original. And if you watch the prequels, you'll notice that Lucas is... The way that Lucas does things, he does it on purpose. But if And I'm, and, and then when you watch the, the tri- trilogy stuff and the way that Lucas does it, he doesn't deviate from anything. And Lucas didn't direct Empire and he, and well he he directed let's face it, he fucking directed Jedi. But it's he didn't deviate from anything. We follow these characters because we love these characters. We're introduced to Luke because Luke is on Tatooine. We're introduced to Obi Wan because Obi Wan's on Tatooine. And then we're introduced to <laughs> we're, introdu- we're introduced to Han because he's on Tatooine for whatever reason. You know, mostly because of job of the hut.
0: Oh yeah, he's, he's 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 doing smuggling, transporting, but he's also trying to keep he's hiding from from yeah from huts.
2: Well, he's not really he's not hiding from anybody, but he but he, uh, anyways he's there. You're breathing <laughs> right into the fucking mic. Goddamn. <laughs> Fuck. Well, I'm I'm talking and, I'll, and people are just gonna hear. <sighs>
0: you know who did a great soundtrack song for this movie? No. Porgy and Bess. <laughs> it had to be said, man.
2: No, it didn't. No, it didn't. <laughs> um, Getting right down to it when you have these characters. The nitty-gritty. I, I, there is... You don't have a, a care for these characters because we're not given enough time to care about these characters. When... When... Poe was captured, and then him and Finn escape. So what? I mean, who cares? It would have been better to f- to f- figure out why Finn wanted. God damn it, Joe! I was listening. All you're doing is breathing into the mic. Damn it. Thank you. Yeah. I don't need a. I don't. <laughs> I, don't uh, Say it's I don't need Vader. a soundtrack. I don't need Lord. the Darth Vader breathing soundtrack.
0: Lord Vader.
2: When when you have when you have Finn like the the movie starts with Finn not wanting to fire on the crowd because of whatever and we don't know why. And that's fine. But what's not fine is that then he manages to want to jump ship. But there's no reason for him. He just wants to do it to escape. It would have worked better if he was already an ex stormtrooper. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It would have worked better if if he had already jumped ship and was living on Jakku. Yeah. Right? And then they found him. That's 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 the problem. That's that's where the issue lies. Is we're not we're, we're not nobody gives a shit. I don't I'm trying to, but you know, like Adam Driver's character is the most interesting character him and Poe. I like Poe. Adam Driver and Poe and Oscar Isaac's character are the most interesting characters in this new trilogy. Because they're dynamic characters. But other than that, I mean Daisy Ridley's character is okay. You well, know, It
0: seemed like her character took a step back from the first one.
2: Yeah. And Finn's character is just a nobody. Yeah. It it does he doesn't he doesn't even need to be in the movie.
0: No, well, like I said, he could have been in that fucking healing plastic the whole time.
2: Yeah. And and that and that's the frustration. However, god damn it, when Admiral Holdo went into Light Speed against the fucking Star Destroyer. Yeah. And as we were talking about it last night, I know we've gone completely long with this, but it's because I wanted to. The picture was so brilliant, yeah, and so beautiful the way that they did it. As Joe said, it looked like lightning, you know, like,
0: like, like lightning through glass or something. Yeah,
2: and and you have you have this defining moment in the trilogy where you have a little bit of the resistance left, you know and you have one of them completely sacrifice themselves so that the others can live that, that was a tremendous moment for Ryan Johnson. Yeah. And I hope that he, that like he got that vision cause that vision reminds me of something. That vision is very reminiscent of a Ralph McQuarrie painting (laughs) that was done, um, years ago and I'll have to look it up. But Ralph McQuarrie, uh, Star Destroyer. Like if you look at, see like that picture right there? Yeah. Like you see the B-wings leaving one of Ralph MacQuarie's pictures and you see a Star Destroyer blowing up in the background. You know, that's immediately when I saw that, I was, I, I, I thought of Ralph MacQuarie doing the Star Destroyer thing. And <laughs> it was beautiful. It was, it was absolutely just ridiculously beautiful. And I'm glad that he did that. I'm glad that Ryan Johnson did something like that because when you are able to make art out of art, you know, or put art inside art, it just it makes everything so much better. Yeah. Um everything leading up to Snoke dying, everything leading up to the fight between Rey and Kylo and then both of those against the Emperor's elite guards. Yeah. Which was good. <laughs> the one thing that you didn't notice was, um, and I don't think you did, I did, was the um, the dudes in the black robes roaming around on uh, on, on the deck of uh, uh, Snoke's, um, what do you call it?
0: I don't remember. I remember the other big ship was the Dreadnought, but...
2: No, we're not talking about a ship. No. Uh in uh, Snoke's chambers. Yeah. So when you have, when you look, when you watch the movie, you have Snoke and you have his advisors and then you have his guards and then the fight starts and his advisors leave. And those advisors are very reminiscent of the advisors from uh, uh, Return of the Jedi that were conferring with the Emperor. But again, all of these things come right down to it could have been a much better movie. It wasn't awful. But it could have been a much better movie, in terms of how it should have been done. And unfortunately, we don't have that. We don't have this gripping tale. We don't have the Han Solo moment where he's being loaded into fucking Slave One, <laughs> and Leia and Lando and the, and the droids come out and they start firing at it, and you see Slave One walk fly away. We don't have those moments. You know, Han being you know in and, and Carbonite. We don't have those moments of of vader talking to luke and trying to get him to turn you know father son blah 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 we don't have those moments of the emperor and luke you know as luke watches the fleet i mean we did but it wasn't the same it didn't have that uh, it does, doesn't have an emotional impact and it doesn't have an emotional impact because they're we don't have an emotional connection to these characters just like rogue one yeah yeah you're right and the reason why we don't have an emotional impact with these characters is because of the writing.
0: Yeah, so even though certain things were done right, certain things were not. So yeah, it's uh yeah, that, that that's what sucks about um you know, my final view for the final rating for this movie is that I, I I give it a 7.5 out of 10. Yep. Because this movie had the potential to be a 9 out of 10. And although that although all that little shit, man, it it adds up to that, you know, making this a three-star movie. But the fucking hatred that it's getting from some people is just astounding. Because
2: yeah, there's no reason for it.
0: Yeah, it's like they're they're acting like it's the worst movie ever made. Well, did you
2: read the did, now? Did I, you read the petition?
0: I listened to people talk about it and like the Rian or um the Frank on um, DeFranco. He talked about it too. And okay, did you read it though? No, nah, no.
2: Okay. The petition in and of itself is fucking phenomenal because. Uh, Episode 8, Petition. Petition to remove The Last Jedi from official canon has over 13,000 signatures. Okay, uh, right here. I'm going to read it, and you're going to fall asleep because... I'm an asshole? Yes. Okay. Star Wars has long been a story about two things, the Jedi and Luke Skywalker... After over 260 novels where we could follow the adventures of that great hero, you, the Walt Disney Company, decided to strike all of that from the official canon and wiped out three decades of lore. And with the exception of, uh, you know, bringing back Thrawn, with the exception of bringing back the world devastators, with the exception of bringing back a whole bunch of shit from legends that they, sh- that no, they said they were never going to do. Oh, uh, with the exception of taking all of those fucking shitty novels out. Tales from the Cantina, where everybody's working against the Empire, or everybody, you know, there was nothing interesting. Where every fucking novel series, every trilogy series, had a Death Star in it, yeah, or some sort of devastating fucking Imperial weapon. No, you know that because that's interesting. <clears throat> I mean, Kevin J. Anderson's a good writer, but God damn it, when he does twelve novels or more than twelve novels, and they all suck. There's a problem. Episode 8 was a travesty. It completely destroyed the legacy of Luke Skywalker and the Jedi. Didn't. It destroyed the very reasons most of us as fans like Star Wars. Didn't. This can be fixed. Just as you wiped out 30 years of stories, we ask you to wipe out one more. The Last Jedi. Remove it from canon. Push back Episode 9. Make it Episode 8. Properly to redeem Luke Skywalker's legacy, integrity, and character. What they did, because his character was always looking to the horizon. Yeah. Never on what he was doing. Yeah. He was always where he was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, couldn't see passing those on his face. We stuck by you when you did things that hurt us before. Don't do this to us. Don't make something so many of us love so much and destroy it like this. Uh, let's, let us keep our heroes. No. Okay. Read that. <laughs> it's garbage. Let me try to clarify things as there seems to be some confusion.
0: Did you write that?
2: Okay, it seems mis- people mistook my last update and got an implied meaning that I never intended. So I'm going to be as blunt and direct as possible. I never slammed the supporters of this petition. Oh, no, he has another update. I need to read that update first. So he has, let's see, us see, su- the supporters appreciated, but, and I'm going to read this and you come up with your own conclusions. Hey, guys, I need to be honest here. I put this petition up because I was upset and I was on strong pain medication. Last December, I was in a vehicle accident, and Joe's about to have one because I'm going to throw something at him, and, uh, and I'm still trying to get surgery and such. It really messed up my knee and leg and put me in a wheelchair. If I sit up for a long time, it really starts hurting. So after spending the time to get to the movie, watch it, and get back, I was in ridiculous pain. I was frustrated and medicated, so I made this petition. It was a bad idea at the time, and I feel that we are pulling our efforts in, an, in not a healthy direction, which is a bad sentence. While supporting this petition is important, and I I too have a deep love for Star Wars, I recommend maybe we we maybe send this in a new direction. There are tons of people and causes who need help, and we are here for Star Wars. I couldn't get the help on GoFundMe to help pay for my surgery, and yet this gets this kind of attention to the point that this petition has been in multiple news publications at this point. How many other people out there need help and can't get attention? So basically... Now he's saying, "Oh, I. By the way, I have a GoFundMe page, and I need because I I want your money to help pay for my surgery because I was in an accident." You know what I say to that? Tough fucking shit. Go fund yourself. I'm not comfortable with that. I love all of the support, but we also know that Disney isn't going to do anything with so many people who have much better causes who are struggling to gain attention. And it is just a shame that this is getting the level of this level of media attention. So please, while we all love Star Wars, I urge every single supporter who signed this um, to take a few minutes to look at other petitions uh, on change.org, ones that are important, or look at causes on GoFundMe. Huh. I'm really surprised that he didn't put his own GoFundMe page. So. That was his first update, so he makes another update. Oy and vey, this has been difficult. Okay, it seems people mistook my last update and got an implied meaning that I never intended, so I'm going to be as blunt and direct as possible. I never slammed the supporters of this petition. Contrary to what comicbook.com wrote, first accusing this petition of being spoiler-laden, and then second saying that I had reversed my position and slammed supporters. Well, if you're going to take a website at its word, then you're, you're a fucking wiener. <laughs> Neither of these things happened. I still do not like this film. I only know that the petition which which was made in a moment of compromised common sense can achieve the goal that was set for it. It was meant as a way to blow off steam, and in the grand scope of realism, there is 0% chance that Disney would strip TLJ from canon, and they absolutely won't delay 9 to remake Episode 8. This is a flight of fancy and a sarcastic statement. Do I think the last Jedi is good? No. I feel that it doesn't get characterizations right. I feel that it was poorly written, that intentionally or not. Ryan Johnson insulted the hardcore fan base repeatedly and made poor use of the assets he had available with regards to classic characters, which I disagree with. Killing legendary characters off-screen then introducing new characters in roles that classic characters could have filled better and losing the emotional impact and weight those classic characters would have brought to the series. I feel that some of these decisions made hurt the franchise. I am still torn up about the ending. Which is completely untrue. Killing legendary characters off screen. Well, yeah. who died off screen?
1: Akbar. <laughs>
2: what legendary character died off screen?
0: Nobody. Yeah, exactly. Everybody died.
2: Yeah. Even Admiral Akbar was in the movie, even though the character that plays Era, the yeah. guy that did the voice for Admiral Akbar. Yeah. He's 90 years old.
0: He's 93. He died last year.
2: I have not been, as some people accuse, bought off by Disney. I wish I was bought off by Disney. I could use the money. But no, I didn't change my tune on the liking of this film. If you can please stop sending me threats, I would graciously, greatly appreciate it. What I did, however, was urge you to all aim your signatures and donations into a better direction. That isn't me saying you should sign this petition to show Disney you're annoyed at them. Please feel free to do so. That being said, we have, at the time of me writing this, over 25,000 people in one place. We're all passionate, blah, blah, blah. The petition should probably shouldn't have hit this critical mass, certainly not to the point that it has been featured in pretty much every news site out there. So to clarify, no, I don't like The Last Jedi. You should all help people. You should not be throwing threats around at people. To reinstate, I'm not slamming anyone who signed this. I'm passionate about Star Wars 2. I don't like Last Jedi. I was very upset at the film. It's a fucking movie. I'm going to use this thing to do good. Today, I'm going to direct Star Wars fans to visit a force for change. Okay, whatever. That, in and of itself is fine. My issue with the whole petition is it's stupid. <laughs> and the guy that signed it is pissed off because he wants his GoFundMe to get that many people but it's not because he wants somebody to pay for his fucking surgery. Yeah. Well, the person that hit him should pay for the surgery unless of course he hit somebody else and he didn't have insurance. Not my problem. I agree. And it's ridiculous. <laughs>
0: I yeah, man. I look, I mean, look, we were disappointed by Batman v Superman and disappointed by Justice League, but do you don't see us picking outside of Warner Brothers?
2: Yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm not. I'm disappointed with the Last Jedi, but I'm not like severely pissed off at the Last Jedi.
0: Exactly, and and there's an emotional payoff that's fucking strong, man.
2: Yeah, and and there's a lot of look. There's a scene in this movie that will make you fucking cry, and that scene is Luke and R two in the Millennium Falcon. When R2 plays the message from episode four, General Kenobi, you served my father in the Clone Wars, blah, blah, blah. It's fucking strong. Mm -hmm. It's emotional. The movie ended the way it had to end. There were beats. It even said that he was going to die in the movie. No one this strong. Kylo Ren told that to Rey. Yeah. You couldn't be doing this. You're not that strong. It would kill you. Yeah. We find out that it was Snoke, and then we find out that Luke does it, and it kills him. So we were already set up with Luke to die, yeah. and that's what he wanted to do. That's why he was there, and then the next movie opens the whole thing up for these characters to go their own path. I'm disappointed because the movie was Empire Strikes Back, yeah. and that's probably why I'm disappointed, but mostly I'm disappointed because there are too many distractions in the movie. But I give this movie a 7.5 because there's always room for improvement and it didn't suck.
0: Yeah, hey, this is better than Attack of the Clones. I don't know. Serious?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I doubt that. <laughs> you liked Attack of the Clones, huh? Yeah, well, I, I, mean, I, I, I like the entire prequel trilogy.
0: Well, I like it. I, I, I like Attack of the Clones. I just, I'm just i saying, as an overall film, I think that this is stronger as the second film in the trilogy. No. Mm,
2: oh. uh, it's debatable. <laughs>
0: That's one of those Camino
1: darts. <laughs>
2: All right. It's a Camino saber dart. Get it right. Oh, and that's Dexter.
0: Oh, all right. So, fuck the haters, because they hate too hard. All right, we we hate just enough, just, just in an honest, you know, unforceful way. <laughs> Besides, so yeah, I agree with you, man. I gave it a seven point five out of ten because, yeah, the 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 faults affect it, but it's still really good, and you know, at least there's that 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 payoff at the end. Now, um,
2: it moves the story forward.
0: Now, now I have a theory on, uh, on Princess Leia, what they're going to do with Prince, uh, General Leia uh, for the next one, because they've already come out and said they're not going to CG her. So, since she did not die, I think that it would be pretty chicken shit to just have her die off screen in the next movie. So, my, my theory is this. What if they used her daughter, Billy Lord? And made her up as much as possible to look like General, you know, Leia.
2: Why would they do that?
0: Because that would be a ni- that would be a nice send off to have her her daughter do- no. her portrayed by her daughter. I knew you'd fucking. Di- I knew no matter what I said, you would disagree with me. But no. I fucking knew she, that because she already
2: has a character in the movie. Why would they have her do that?
0: Okay, so what? I mean, that's what the you know movie magic.
2: No, they wouldn't do that, and she wouldn't do it either.
0: Get, well, if they're not going to kill off her character,
2: they are going to kill off her character, she dies.
0: Okay. But she hasn't died yet. You see what I mean? Like, she, her character still has something to, to give before it's all no, said and done. her died. character's
2: gonna die off screen. That's weak. They're not gonna have her in the movie. They'll probably have her in a flashback, but they're not gonna have her in a movie. Yeah. So the way that you do, the way that you, the way that you do it properly, is, um, you could probably, well, even then they said they weren't going to use any, you, you could, you could have her ship flying away. Yeah. And and Kylo's ship like as they're escaping, yeah. Whatever, are on board the Falcon. Not a well, it could be on board the Falcon, who knows? She's gonna die off screen, regardless. They're not gonna use any they're not gonna use anything. They're not even gonna have her in the movie. They've already sure. said that. No pictures, no no C G. They're not gonna have people dressed up as her or anything else like that.
0: Oh. I I, I think it would be nice if they if they use Billy Lord.
2: But they're not. I know
0: you're going to keep saying they're not. I, I, it's I,
2: not just me saying that. It's it's just it's fucking fact. Where are you? Prior to her death, Carrie Fisher was expected to appear in Episode Nine. Though Fisher's family granted the rights to use recent footage of Fisher for Star Wars Episode Nine, she will not appear in the film. In a 2017, a statement. This was January last year, or this year. A statement appeared on Lucasfilm's website stating that they had no plans to digitally generate new footage of her. Yeah. That means that she's, she will not appear in the film.
0: Yes, Carrie Fisher will not appear in the film.
2: Yes. Princess Leia will not appear in the film.
0: Okay, well, it does not say Princess Leia. It says Carrie Fisher.
2: It doesn't matter. She's It's the same character, the same person. They're not going to put that character in the film because that is Carrie Fisher. Done. She's going to die off screen and that's it's it's sad but then you have Chewie left. You have Chewie and the droids. <laughs> that's all that's left.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, well, I I look we're 2 years away, dude, so but I
2: I'm sure you 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 believe what you want to believe. It's stated right there. Lucasfilm states they are not going to put her in the new movie.
0: Yeah, they said Carrie Fisher will not be in They the are movie.
2: not going to use Princess Leia at all in the movie
0: okay we, I heard you say it and you heard what I said
2: alright just like they're not going to put the fucking X-Men in any of the okay. any of the Marvel movies
0: and you will eat your words if, it, if you're
2: wrong I'm not wrong 12 to 18 months that even that cancels out Infinity War Part 2 as well which is unfortunate I want to see that happen but it's unfortunate 12 to 18 months guarantee
0: if, you though you're going to start hearing people say the word mutant on, these, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something
2: 12 to 18 months later yes
0: I wouldn't doubt if Infinity War Part II gets delayed.
2: I agree with that, but I don't think it's going to happen. Marvel is pretty fucking um, set on their scheduling. They usually don't move anything. They'd, what was the last movie that they moved? Inhumans.
1: Ugh.
0: Yeah, I, I, didn't even, I wasn't even interested in watching that.
2: Right, but still, they, I think that was it. They took that off the movie plate, and then I think that's really about the only movie that they moved. Yeah. So There may, there may have been another one, but you can't think right now. Uh, anyways, but yeah, they're, it's unfortunate they're not going to have Leia or Carrie Fisher in the movie.
0: But, so, yeah, I, you know, I mean, shit, we got, we got, what's Solo coming up next summer?
2: Yeah, we have uh, the Han Solo movie, and then we have, uh, then we have episode nine. Yeah, there's supposed to be an Obi Wan Kenobi movie. There's supposed to be, there was supposed to be a fucking Boba Fett movie, but Josh Trank fucked that one up. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so anyway, uh, next movie that we will be talking about on Cinescape Movie Reviews is going to be The Shape of Water, directed by Guillermo del Toro.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. So, uh, yeah, I, um, I still have a theory. My theory is that it's a very extremely loosely based prequel to, uh, to Hellboy, and then Mike's is a Creature from the
2: Black Lagoon. How, how can it be a prequel to Hellboy?
0: Uh, just because of the look of it, that he's being played by Doug Jones, and also that scene where she's feeding him the fucking egg, man. It just all feels very Hellboyish, very ape sapien. I don't want to read uh, another story synopsis, dude. Giving away the whole shit. Shit bag. I'm not
2: even reading those synopsis. It's, anyways,
0: that's all I got. That's all we got. All right, well, may the force be with us. Uh, all
2: right. Next time. Yes. Get more sleep. Uh.
1: all right
0: bye i'm gonna go get some sleep Bye.
1: bye